I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of ones for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Producing single rose like flowers continually from June to the Hello, I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange the latest news, views and a little timely advice on all matters gardening. Later in the podcast, I'll be speaking to Liz Hudson, a nutritional therapist and one from a background of gardening and horticulture. My thanks to Hayloft Nurseries, this week's sponsor. What a weekend. Saturday was really a lovely day for early February. Excellent conditions. I was very close to Oxford digging on an allotment. Goodness, what beautiful soil it was there. Not so very far from the banks of the Thames. My spade would sort of drop in up to the shaft. It was like potting soil. The remarkable thing for me was it's a really big set of allotments there at Dorchester-on-Thames. But my son and I were the only two on the allotment. Perfect conditions for digging. Where were the rest of them? If you can get the land prepared now, boy, it makes life so much easier into the future. I like to just dig a strip so that I've made my mark. And we didn't quite finish. And it got dark. We had to go. And then the next day, well, I mean, I couldn't stand up for the wind. And the rain was horizontal. I couldn't leave that little bit undug, you know. It's uh, against my principles. So we absolutely fought the weather and I did manage to finish it. Didn't do much of a job and not very proud of that finish. But, uh, you know, I don't think we have climate here in Britain. We just have weather. And my godfathers, we had some weather last weekend. It is a very early season. There's a daffodil called uh, Rheinveldt early sensation, which will flower in January and February. But this year, all the standard varieties of uh, daffodil are well up and some of them really well out. It looks to me as if uh, February gold, Narcissus, which always flowers in March, is actually going to flower in February this year. So get out there and enjoy it while we've got all this wonderful spring blossom. There's no shortage of news, you know, week after week. I'm amazed at uh, how much happens in our quiet, gentle little gardening industry. I was pleased to read, for example, that uh, in January, plant sales were up 9%, the best they've been for years. No surprise, really, because uh, the weather's been very, very accommodating for us gardeners. I did... uh, 
mention some of the awards at the Garden Centre Association in our podcast last week. Uh, and I've now heard that the two major awards for the best garden centres in the country within the Garden Centre Association membership is Barton Grange up in the northwest and Fran Gore. They always have two because there's two categories. Barton Grange, of course, with the destination garden centre, big turnover, and Fran Gore, one of those with a, a turnover less than four million. I was uh, very interested, too, to read that squires in their coffee shops have now got what they call chatter-natter tables. Uh, but apparently uh, it does us all good, you know, to have a bit of a, ch- a chat. Uh, uh, Sarah Squire told me that uh, she believes a short conversation with another human being can really brighten your day. Everyone's welcome at Squire's chatter-natter tables. The garden centres continue to change hand. The Forest Lodge garden style and burden walled is in the process of being sold to Haskins Chain. Warren Haskins says that he's looking forward to Forest Lodge joining our family business. We've developed a great culture within Haskins and work hard to develop a long-term plan for all our sites with a view of remaining a family-owned independent business. I welcome that. I love family-owned businesses where there is a personal drive. Oh, and up in Scotland, Klondike Group have just uh, acquired Gardenwise Plant and Garden Centre at Dumfries. Uh, that'll be Klondike's 22nd centre. They took over a company called uh, Strikes, and I worked for that chain for 20 years, so I'm interested to see those changings. I mentioned last week the uh, IPM trade show at Essen in Germany, uh, and there was a number of things that uh, I must pass on. Three new tomatoes from Klaus. Buffalo Sun is a beefsteak that's yellow in colour, but with red veins. Very pretty when it's cut across. And then they've got the traditional size, Honeymoon, which has apple-shaped fruits, but they're pink. You know, we tried to introduce pink tomatoes, well, 20, 30 years ago. They're very popular in Japan and the Far East, and they have particularly good flavour. But at that time, uh, people in the UK just couldn't cope with pink tomatoes. Uh, But this honeymoon, if you bite into that, well, King Seeds say that you get an explosion of flavour in your mouth. So uh, I can't wait to see whether I get that explosion or not. And then they also have a small cherry tomato called Crokinny. I have grown that. I grew that last summer. And yes, it does have a very good flavour for a small cherry tomato. There are a number, too, of really good coloured zonal geraniums. I'm thinking particularly of a variety called White Splash, coming from PAC in Germany, or an, and an agapanthus called Poppin Purple. It's the first evergreen that reblooms. In other words, instead of getting just one big flush of flowers, Poppin Purple just keeps on producing flowers right the way through the summer, and it should be hardy down to minus five. I was interested too to see a new small flowered garden gerbera 
called Cheeky. It was, yes, just a cheeky little flower. Uh, and we hope to uh, launch some of those blooms at the Chelsea Flower Show. But how about back home? I mean, there's quite a lot happening in the garden. I noticed that the rhubarb is rocketing away. Don't forget, rhubarb, it just needs a little of attention too often. Crowns are just stuck in a corner. People pull them to death spring after spring. It is worth giving them some fertiliser at this time of the year, something high nitrogen, some grow more or chicken pellets, and if you can mulch round with a bit of garden compost to hold the moisture, so much the better. It's time, too, to start sowing quite a number of hardy vegetables, and you with a thing like lettuce. I like to do it at the kitchen table. I get one of those uh, cell packs, a little sort of honeycomb, type thing with small cells, fill that with seed compost, put a little patch of seed out of the packet and get a dead match. The end of the match I dip in water just to moisten it a little bit and then I can pick up those lettuce seeds one at a time and place them exactly where they need to go in the cell. If you're working with kids, I can tell you, watching their concentration as they damp the match and they pick up the seed And if it's one of the white-seeded lettuce, that makes it even easier because they can see exactly where they've put each of the seeds in the cells. Once you've got them in place, just push them in so that they're gently covered. And in the case of lettuce in a warm uh, atmosphere, they'll be up in four or five days. I like to do it with children on a Friday because when they come back to school on the Monday or Tuesday, their lettuce are up and away. You can uh, sow tomatoes and peppers and aubergines in exactly the same way. The damp match works very well indeed. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Our guest this week is Liz Hudson. She's a nutritional therapist, but from a gardening and horticultural background. We hear an awful lot about health and what we should do to be healthy. Um, can you sort of set the scene for us a bit? Yes, certainly. I studied horticulture and I've worked in the garden centre trade for probably three decades now. So, But I've always been interested in health. And uh, latterly, I did um, some training events for some garden centre staff on Grow Your Own and did obviously did research for that. And then I decided to 
study as a nutritional therapist. So the relevance of what I'd found in the studies for Grow Your Own and gardening became even more important once I realised how important it is for your health. And and you see it for all aspects of health, uh, sort of stress, depression, well-being, all those things. Absolutely. There are lots of these benefits dotted about. So many people, you know, read in the papers that gardening is good for you, it's good for stress, anxiety and so on. But basically what I've tried to do is draw the mental and physical and nutritional benefits together and and form some sort of um, roadmap for people. But, I mean, if we do sort of garden and grow our own, how is that better than just nipping down the greengrocer and getting some fresh fruit and veg? A lot of people might have noticed that the, the taste of shop-bought fruit and veg is nowhere near growing produce. The taste, as you know, Peter, is entirely different. And one of the reasons for that is that the commercial varieties that are grown, A, they're not grown for flavour, B, they're not grown for nutrition. They are grown for ease of harvest and also they are picked very often before they're ripe and the soils are depleted as well. The soils that commercial growers are using, um, it's quite a crisis at the moment. They are depleted of, of life really and so we're not what we eat we're what that eats and the diet of what that eating is not very good so if you're growing your own in your own good quality garden soil and you're picking it when it's ripe not only does it contain more um, nutrients like like vitamins and minerals but it also contains a lot more of what are called phytonutrients and they are the stars really health-wise. Um, so, for example, the colours in things like berries and, and your carrots and your green veg, they all contain incredible health benefits. Now, one of the ones that your listeners might have heard of is resveratrol, which has anti-aging properties, and that's, that's very concentrated in red wine, which is probably good news. But every fruit and veg, especially the highly coloured ones, has a high level of these phytonutrients. Uh, Liz, I suppose if um, a commercial grower is picking, they'll pick just before it's fully ripe too, won't they? So the colours are not fully developed so that you've got a long shelf life, whereas in the garden you can pick it absolutely at the perfect stage. You're spot on, Peter. Obviously, if you're harvesting things like berries or tomatoes, you want to get them when they're easy to transport, but then you're missing out on those phytonutrients. So if you can pick something straight from the vine or, or the bush, then you know it's far, far more nutritious. They've been found to be um, preventative for things like cancer, anti-aging, um, lower your blood sugar, make you more insulin sensitive, protect your prostate, and how you cook them and prepare them will also have a bearing on their nutritional content. Now, when you and I spoke, you mentioned the blue zone, which sort of strengthened the case that you're putting today. Yes, I mean, um, our average, what's called health span, so that's our years of healthy life, unfortunately, in this country, is, uh, is about 64 years old. Now, uh, that means that we're, we're sort of, 
creaking away for the last 10 to 15 years of our lives. Steady now. I'm not, cre- I'm not creaking away. I'm firing on all cylinders. Well, well. Know, you're inter- <laughs> not you, Peter, but that's because you're a gardener, very likely. But <laughs> um, eating, eating my own homegrown fresh. <laughs> that's what it is, you see. So, uh, yeah, there's, um, there, are, there are five areas of the world that have been um, designated as blue zones. And uh, this is where people are living to 100 plus years, but but healthily. I mean, some of them are still having sex. You know, they're doing open heart surgery. So they're doing quite well. And um, plants and gardening feature very highly in their lives. So most of them spend a, uh, have got their own, they grow their own veg. They spend a lot of time outdoors. And all of that has benefits. Now, you've mentioned the soil and it being good soil. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? Yes, certainly. So a tablespoon of good soil should contain more microorganisms than there are humans on the planet. So uh, that's, that's what I mean by um, life in the soil. Yeah. So it should have a lot of microorganisms, minerals, organic matter, and be good at water holding and so on. Well, now, if somebody's listening to this that's new to gardening, where do they start, Liz? Can you give them a little bit of sensible advice? I would say start small. I would say um, think very carefully about what you want to achieve. You might be um, completely new, so you would start with easier things. If you if you had access to a garden, you would start with things like potatoes, lettuce, radish, spring onions, things that, you know, the easy crops. I'm sure you could add a few more, Peter. <laughs> well, I, I do quite a bit with schools. <laughs> so I've got the perfect solution for this. Something that, that ticks all the boxes. You don't even need a garden. And that's broccoli sprouts. Do your school children No, grow those? they don't. We, we do pea shoots, you know, sow peas and cut the green shoots, and we do salad leaves, almost like mustard and cress, but what about broccoli shoots? Because, I mean, cauliflower is a difficult thing to grow in the garden, isn't it? It is, and um, I don't really find broccoli that easy, because the brassicas, as you know, they get lots of attack from pests and diseases, but they have something in them called sulforaphane, Now, broccoli sprouts, and that's got incredible health benefits. I mean, more than your entire podcast, I'd have have to spend listing them. But they are, if if your listeners want to research sulforaphane, they'll come up with a huge amount. Anyway, you just need the seeds, some water and a jar. And the broccoli sprouts actually contain about 100 times more sulforaphane than broccoli, which is is in itself considered a superfood. And the other thing is you're you're eating them raw, so you're not destroying the sulforaphane. So just a minute, I've got a jar. Yeah. Is, does it have a screw-top lid on? Well, you can buy special sprouting jars, and, and I'd, I'd, prob- I'd advise people to, to get something like that because it's like a mason jar, but that you've got a, a sort of metal mesh at the top, and right. you can get little stands. So what you do is you... You rinse your broccoli seeds, you let them soak overnight, and then you rinse them and drain them two or three times a day. And then within probably five to seven days, you've got your broccoli sprouts. 
And you can add those into your sandwiches, on salads, sprinkle some on soups, that sort of thing. And does the jar need to be in the light during the daytime? When they start sprouting, it does, yeah. Uh, Liz, I I understand that uh, you're doing a series of workshops on this subject in much greater detail than we have time for today. What's involved? What do you cover? Well, um, I'll be looking at the the general benefits um, of gardening, plus um, more specific um, details about grey roan and the benefits of and um, practical tips. So, for example, there are lots of practical tips if you're just starting out. Um, or even if you're a more experienced gardener, how you can get the most nutrition by growing the right varieties and having a consistent supply. Um, And then uh, just some some time-saving tips because, you know, like like many people, a lot of us are short of time. So things like seed tapes, watering systems, just simple cost-effective tips that people may not know about and how to get the most nourishment out of your soil. And then we'll be looking at things like indoor air quality, which is we spend 90% of our time indoors and how to improve that. So there'll be something for everybody and, uh, and they should all be pretty enthusiastic, I would think, about plants and gardening. And not just that, it, it's, its role in mitigating climate change and supporting wildlife. And Liz, where will the first one or two? And is there somewhere that listeners can go to see your calendar of workshops? Um, If any of your listeners would like to know where all the events are being held, um, they can go on my Facebook page, which is called Growing for Health. And there will also be a link where they can go on a waiting list to download an e-book that I'm doing with lots and lots of references and I'm sure they'll they'll find it useful regardless of where they are now. Liz, thank you very much. Thanks for what you're doing and for joining us today. Look forward to uh, being at one of those workshops with a bit of luck. Oh, you'd be very welcome, Peter. Thanks very much. What's on? Well, there's a, a big snowdrop session at Barnsdale Gardens at Oakham. That goes on until the 28th of February. The weather stays as warm as it's been, could be uh, almost over by the end of that period. And for my tailpiece, I was interested to come across at uh, IPM a waterless toilet. Apparently, in Finland now, they have a toilet which uh, contains some very dry sphagnum peat and wood fibres. You don't have any water at all. And of course, Dry peat's very good at absorbing moisture and ammonia. And at uh, the time when you need to uh, empty it, you have the perfect soil-improving garden compost. Puts a whole new meaning to uh, peat bog. Thanks to Hayloft Nurseries, this week's sponsor, and of course to my producer, Rich Jarman. Look forward to chatting next week. Puts a whole new meaning to uh, P.
Pete Bog. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 